So normally I introduce who's here with us in the Mass. If I got to mention Brother Jeff. Brother Jeff is with us, one of our seminarians that um, is studying for the priesthood. So we welcome Brother Jeff. And Brother Jeff was the one I quoted the other day talking about being able to raise from the dead. By virtue of your baptism, Matthew tells us that we can also, and I focused the other day on what Brother Jeff had said about raising from the dead, but the other thing is heal the sick and cast out demons. Now, Father, how do I cast out demons? No, you're not a registered exorcist. You might not want to get involved in that. <laughs> but spiritual warfare is real. And there are things we can do to protect ourselves. In fact, St. Faustina gives a whole thing in her diary that I have a whole talk online about that Jesus says, I'm going to give you a retreat in spiritual warfare. Could you imagine Jesus himself giving you a retreat in spiritual warfare? St. Faustina documents that. And I have that online. So we just really powerful. If you want to see that, just go to YouTube, type in my last name and spiritual warfare. And that talk has it all listed. It's amazing what Jesus told her. But I want to talk about this gospel passage because the gospels have many demonic possessions, right? Why? Why so many then? And we don't see them really here in our first world nations. It's because back then everybody believed in evil spirits. So there was no sense in the devil trying to hide himself. Today, he hides himself because so many people don't believe. And Satan's greatest tool today in these times of enlightenment is that I don't exist. Demons don't exist. That's how he wants to capture more souls. So he's completely changed his game plan. It's like the second half when a football team is getting beat in the first half. I remember in high school football, you know, we, my um, senior year, we had a very good team, an undefeated team. And our coach, one time we were losing at halftime. And our coach comes in, he says, all right, we're throwing out this game plan. We're going completely the opposite way. We came back and won. This is what Satan thinks he is doing. But he's not going to win. We know this. Now, what's going on here? The fact is, back then, they all believed in evil spirits. And so the devil didn't hide himself. So there was a lot of manifestations. Now, these evil spirits, they lived in places like tombs and deserts. Why? Why did they pick tombs and deserts? Because that symbolized death. There was no life-giving water found in the desert, or at least not a lot. And so there was no really, this life-giving water wasn't there. It was death. Tombs were death. So this is why this gospel passage talks about them coming out of the tombs, these demoniacs. Water, in a way, is fatal to demons. What do we mean by that? Well, they won't cross it. Many, many saints tell us that demons don't want to even cross over water. Because water brings life through baptism. This is why holy water, if you are battling anything in your... Remember, there's four levels of demonic activity. There's infestation where they can affect objects, 
um, different things. There's obsession, oppression, and possession. And again, I talked about all those on that spiritual warfare talk. Now, this here is the fact that <clears throat> if you think you have any of this going on, get holy water, especially with the exercise with the old rite with salt, exercise salt. Get holy water. Sprinkle it in every room. As a lay person, you can do this. It's great if you can have a priest come out, bless your home, and do that. But even if you can't, you can do it. You can get holy water at any church. Put it in a little container. Bring it home. Sprinkle that water. I mean, the stories the saints tell us, you sprinkle it. If you want to identify if a spirit is a good spirit or bad spirit, bring out the holy water. It'll sizzle them. They will scream. It burns. And so this is what we need to do. This is why the early monks went to the desert. Because they did battle with the demons because they were there to fight Satan who was in the desert. Death. No life of water. So why do demons then want to possess us? Why do demons, in this case, why were they possessing this man? What's their purpose? All right. The human body is a weapon that a demon can use to attack God. Because the, why? The body, the human, is made in the image and likeness of God. So if he can disfigure it, if he can make it grotesque, he's mocking God. This is the goal of Satan and the demons. They attack this very image that God gave in mankind of his very own image and likeness. And if they take that person and they disfigure them, they take that dignity away. They make them grotesque. And this is what the demon's goal is. Now, today I said the devil doesn't do that that much, at least in the first world countries. You go to Africa where people do believe in this stuff or the Caribbean, and you'll see a lot more of it. We have some stories from priests that have been over these places. Those stories are amazing. So why then did the demons address Jesus with the full title, Son of the Most High God? Isn't that giving him reverence, honor, praise, worship? Well, sort of. It was believed that you had spiritual power over another if you knew their exact name. Notice how they say that, Son of the Most High God right? It was believed that you had spiritual power over another if you said their exact name. So what's going on here? According to the beliefs of the day, now remember we're talking 2,000 years ago, these demons to the people, it was looking like they were shooting artillery into Jesus. We own you. Because we control and we call out your exact name. Well, not so fast. Because they thought they were crafty. And remember the demons here, different versions of the, the Bible. He asked them their name and they said they were Legion. Legion wasn't their name. Legion was a way to try to intimidate by saying there's a lot of us. Remember that um, Brother Mark and I were doing some research uh, before um, a talk on spiritual warfare, and Brother Mark pointed out that one of the demons in an exorcism, when they're forced to tell the truth, 
the exorcist asked, how many of you are there? And the demon said, if we were visible, we would cover the sun. There would be so many, they would cover the sun. So we have to realize by saying legion, there's many of them. There are a lot of us. We are organized. We are ready to fight. We are mighty. But the only power they have is what we give them. By our capitulation with sin, with evil. But they know their cause is hopeless in a way. They see it right now in coming face to face with Jesus. So they asked if they would not torture them, but put them into swine instead. Because now why do they ask to be put into pigs? Because they realized they're not getting past Jesus. He is the ultimate roadblock. You're not getting past me. Basically what Jesus is telling them. And they realize that. And so they're saying, uh-oh, change of game plan. And they say, all right, don't torture us. Let us go into the swine. So they asked not to be tortured, but their time would come. They said this because they knew at the end of the time they would be destroyed. They know this. And the demons know that they've lost, but they want to take as many souls with them right now as they can. All right, it's kind of like right now, if, if you look at the whole situation of spiritual warfare, the demon's goal is before their time is over to take as many souls with them as they can. And church teaching is that this is a reality. This is not a fable. This is not, I, I, I'm very surprised at the comments that I get online that say the church only uses hell as a tool to scare people into submission. I get a lot of those. You can see those right online that the church is using this as a scare tactic to just force people to obey. I would rephrase that to say God in his loving mercy is giving us a wake-up call to be able to see what road we want to choose. So this is what I think is important. All right, so the demons know they've lost. They want to take as many souls. Satan will win some battles, but God wins the war. Don't let you be one of the battles Satan wins. Do whatever you can to save you and your loved ones entrusted to you your spouse, your children, your relatives, your neighbors, your co-workers, everybody God has put in your path to not let Satan win that battle. That is our goal, is to bring souls to Christ. Now, that is our job. Limit these casualties. So anyway, the, the demons knew that they weren't getting past Jesus, so they asked to go into the swine. Why? Because Satan is so evil that he'd rather torture swine, he'd rather torture something than nothing at all. He wants to save some kind of face here. In fact, they even prayed to Jesus in a way, not in adoration or worship, but they basically begged him, it says, earnestly to let them go into the swine. 
They basically did that. This shows that you can know who Jesus is. They knew who Jesus was, the son of the most high God, and still not worship him. Still not surrender to him. Many people think they're going to be saved because they simply believe that God exists. The demons believe God exists. We see it right here. You're the son of the most high God. The demons know that he exists. You think they're going to heaven? No, it's too late. They made their choice. We have to the end of our lives to make our final choice. Start practicing now. And so that we are ready and prepared. This is important. So notice that the demons cannot even afflict swine without the permission of God. This other big fallacy amongst high schoolers that evil has the same amount of power, that evil has the same amount of power as God, just in the opposite direction. This is a falsity. God can, or evil cannot do anything without even the permission of God. Now, why would God allow it? In his permissive will, in his mercy, he has to give us freedom of choice because he gave us free will to choose him or to not choose him. So demons are not God's evil rival or equal, I should say. They're his rival, but they're not God's equal um, evil equal. They can only do what he allows. So let's finish by saying, what did God allow? What did Jesus allow? He allowed them to enter into the pigs. Why? Doesn't Jesus care about his creation? Doesn't God care about his animals? All right, this is important. He allowed them to go into the pigs and didn't totally destroy them because that would have come at the cross. Jesus is not time to totally crush the demons right now. That will come at the cross. So in a way, he let them enter the pigs because it wasn't the time to totally crush them. We still have to go through a time of trial in this world with facing of our adversary. It's kind of like a great athlete. I, you can say you're a great athlete all day long until you're tried in competition. Who's going to believe you? Now, it's not that God's playing games with us, but true love is tried in fire. True love is tried in times of struggle. And I don't know if we just lost everybody. We're still up. Thank you. We just had a power outage, but praise be to God. Brother Mark is prepared like a Boy Scout and has our generators going. So let me finish up before we do lose power. Um, he allowed the pig killing because he wanted the people to know the real intention of the demons. This is important. They wanted to destroy this man, this man at the tomb. And as they destroyed the pigs, God basically said, you're not touching my man. So basically what's going on here? They wanted to destroy the man just as they destroyed the pigs, but God wouldn't allow him. He downgraded them. Jesus wants us to wake up and see what the enemy's true intent is. The enemy's true intent is to destroy us. And he's showing us an example. Look. I'm holding them off right now. 
Look what he did to these poor swine. This is what he wants to do to you. But Jesus tricked them. He allowed them into the pigs. Here's what's going on here. He allowed them into the pigs, which then ran into, guess what? The water. As mentioned, water can be fatal to demons. It is in that water that we have baptism. And what does baptism do? It kills the demons. God is so amazing. He knew exactly what he was doing here. He tricked them. They are not God's equal. This is the way the possessed man could know that he was cured because the demons were killed. If the demons had no power over even pigs, how much less power will they have over us? Only what you give to them. Don't open portals. Don't get involved in gossip. Evil on the internet. Backstabbing. Unforgiveness. These are portals. Don't go there. All right. I know I keep saying to finish, but just one last point. At the end here, the men came up and they tell Jesus to get out of our town. That always baffled me. And I asked Father Seraphim one day at my famous dinner table conversations, Father, why did these guys want Jesus out of there? Why did they tell him to get out of there? They seemed angry at Jesus. It didn't even matter that this man was healed. And Father Seraphim, between his bites, goes, hmm, they were more worried about their own prophets than somebody else's soul. They were more worried because Jesus killed their prophets, the pigs. They were more worried about the prophets of the pigs than their own soul, or the soul of this man. And you know what Father Seraphim pointed out? He said, it's like the abortion industry. I was like, whoa. He said, yeah. He said, Jesus permitted the loss of some of these material goods of the people because they were infinitely less valuable than a human being. So we must detach from things as well, he said. We must put more value to life than these other things. And Father Seraphim finished by saying our careers our education, and the money that we're afraid to lose if we have a child, all lead to abortion. And they give more value than life. He said, that's what the message of that passage was. Father Seraphim said, the reason those people were angry, just like we see society getting angry at us Catholics, because we put the dignity of human life up here where it belongs. And everybody in society gets angry. It's just like these men that came to Jesus and said, get out of here. We're being told to get out of here. We go to the abortion clinic to pray. We're told, get out of here. We go to political hearings to pass laws that protect human life. We're told to get out of here. Just like these men told Jesus, after putting the dignity of human life above the prophets of the pig, get out of here. Let us stand with Christ. And let us stand for life. That was the message of Father Seraphim. 
and what a beautiful message it was. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.